welcome back to Art on a Podcast, the podcast created by Art on a Postcard. I'm out in the garden today, um, constantly rotating around to avoid the glare off my screen, the sun glare. My boyfriend and I came up with a cap that covers the screen for working in the garden. But if anyone has any ingenious ways to make that happen, get in touch. I've been loving seeing what everyone's doing in quarantine. I got a wonderful email from Claudia in Norfolk who says, Hi Rosa, love the podcast very much. What I've been focusing on during quarantine is getting really fit, long runs and exercise because I now have the time. Also trying to sort out the baggy pores on my face. Maybe this might seem shallow to be focusing on this stuff, but they get so neglecting in London when I'm working full time that I'm relishing the opportunity to invest in myself. Ah, well... Claudia, I don't think that's shallow at all. It sounds like you're practising some much-needed self-care. We're cooped up in the one spot, so running creates a great counterbalance to the stagnation. I'm sure you'll emerge out of quarantine feeling ready to take on the world. Um, as always, I'd love to hear from more of you, so give me an email if, and let me know what you've been up to on rosa.tor at hepsitrust.org.uk. OK, so I'm going to dive straight in with today's episode. This is one that I'm really excited to share with you. At the beginning of quarantine I spoke to Donata Venders about her photographic processes and inspirations, her work on film sets and some of her iconic projects, all from a barn in Germany where she's isolating with her husband, filmmaker and artist Wim Venders. Given the breadth and success of her career as a photographer, I was really taken aback by Donata's gentle nature and powerful intuition. The success of her portraits, as she demonstrates in our chat, certainly derives from the empathy and compassion the artist has for her subjects. In the interview, Donata describes her process as something akin to painting, using light as a painter would with oils or acrylic. I'm so delighted we got the chance to discuss her work with the Pina Bausch dancers with whom she became immersed and developed deep connections with. I will add that, as I was calling Germany, the reception... Uh, of the recording was quite iffy um, and it means the sound is quite disturbed at times and you can hear some static. It's certainly a recorded phone chat but hey this is a product of art of isolation and distancing needs must. I think it doesn't detract too much from the content of what we discussed so I really hope you enjoy. If you haven't already seen Donata's work I urge you to take a look via her website uh, donatavenders.com and via Instagram at donatavenders. Enjoy the episode and see you at the end. Hello? Hello Donata, it's Rosa. Hi Rosa. Hello, how are you doing? Good, I'm good. How are you? Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Um, just social distancing as much as possible. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Everybody is staying, uh, staying put wherever he or she is. Yeah, yeah. Are are you safe? Is is everything okay with your family and everything? Yeah, everything is good. We are in the countryside. Nice. Uh, and that is, uh, we just bought an uh, an old barn, and it's not renovated. Nothing. We are very, um, like students. We live here. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's quite it's quite a, a quite an uh, special time. Yeah, definitely. 
I'm looking to get to the countryside next week myself. I feel that the cities are obviously hit a lot harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so in this time of social distancing, what do you think that artists, photographers can learn from periods of isolation and enforced domestication? Do you think that there's anything that can grow from this? Artistic. Oh, definitely. We have a, I think this is a chance for the, for the artists uh, in a very different way than for doctors right now. So the artists have a, yeah, um, a big chance to, to slow down, to start to listen and not, uh, not yeah. be too preoccupied with uh, producing things, but to just uh, slow down and to, uh, I mean, I have the fortunate situation to be out of the blue all of a sudden in the countryside. It's uh, for me, this is a gift, of course. Yeah. And to listen um, to um, what life and nature and um, what it, uh, what this is all about, and anyways, we as um, as artists try to try to express the things that we cannot see. Yes. And try to express what is one makes uh, does this with words, the other one with images or with music. So, uh, however you you have a gift. Um, the task has always been to to express the things that are in between the lines or that are difficult to express um, otherwise. Yes, yes. And um, and this is a, a an incredible um, call, I think, and uh, a call to change, a call to listen and to absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of beautiful projects that emerge from this devastation. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how do you usually like to work? Are you someone who um, enjoys the silence? Or I assume you work on a lot of busy film sets. Do you enjoy the commotion? And is that a place you can get creative in? For me, the, the, the inspiration really is mostly... Um, Two things. It's a, it's the it's the light in which I see uh, uh, one person or many people, or uh, and it is of course the human being that is uh, in front of me. Mm. Mostly, I I'm much better with uh, listening um, or um, trying to see a person uh, when I'm one on one with a person. Yeah, uh, I, I'm better at this because uh, because I. Uh, for me, it is so much about um, somehow, somehow to to try to find uh, a certain kind of a essence of this person's situation or in this mo the, a moment of this person that uh, has to do with uh, with the attitude or with the with the heart. So it's it's very it's. For me, it's um, mostly I'm very inspired by certain people. Yes. Uh, and I, I think sometimes it's a certain transparency that that uh, I'm attracted to. If a person has somehow a certain transparency, transparency, yeah. and uh, that that I'm very inspired 
um, to start lifting my camera. Yes. Um, and on the film sets, I have uh, mostly, for many, many years, um, more than um, two decades, I have worked on the movie set and the uh, still photographer on a movie set that had the task at the time to get the camera did because um, it had it, it was a, a technical background um, because the film itself had uh, a, in comparison to the photo very small negative and so you could not print very good photographs from it so the photographer had the task to capture what the what the film camera saw. Yes, yes. So um, that is a very different kind of task, and I loved it for for a certain time. But uh, then uh, I'm actually rather grateful that our digital time has has made this necessity. Um, gone or how can you say um, I, I don't need to to take these exact pictures anymore that the camera sees yes because we can take it from the from the original uh, cinematographic file right right um, so uh, and then I can more concentrate on the backstage and yes. that again I'm mostly super inspired and I mostly follow somebody around. I have to say, if you ask this question, I'm realizing more and more, uh, it is really mostly that I follow uh, certain people around. Yeah. And not, yeah, and not so much uh, the big, the big uh, overview. Yes. It's not so much my gift. It's more my gift to, to be one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, that definitely comes through in your photographic book, Islands of Silence. Um, the beautiful, yeah. the characters sort of uh, emerge so clearly in these quiet moments of um, often people who lead quite hectic lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's written that the light that breaks through the darkness in your photographs has developed from a stylistic element into a major protagonist. Could you explain this further? Um, it has to do, uh, you see, uh, I see myself more as a drawing. If, if you if you compare the photographer to a painter, yes, there are some photographers that are more the painters, and others are more the the painters that that uh, that just draw. Mm. They do sketches more, and that that is who, uh, who I am more. My my husband is uh, very much a painter. Uh, with the color uh, colors, and I I see myself more as somebody who draws, and that means it. I reduce mostly. Uh, I change now as well into color, but mostly I have so far been concentrating on black and white, mm. and that has to do with my um, strong interest uh, how the light is hitting. Uh, the person, uh, how can I say, it directs me because uh, the, the light, I mean, if we try to see somebody, yeah. try, uh, then it has so much to do with not only from which angle I, I photograph, but the beauty comes in 
where the light and how the light hits uh, the skin or the hair. And I'm so much interested in, in beauty that that has not so much to do with with just an outside beauty, mm. um, but it is more how how beautiful this person is shaped. For example, right. is brought of course of course brought out by the light and the shadow that it produces. But for me, photography of course for everybody is just so much about the light, yeah. and I'm interested that sometimes I, la I love to have it all black and then just have a little bit lit mm. so one can see how essential the light is for us or how um, strong a character comes out um, through a certain way how, when the, 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 the light hits this, this person. Yeah. For me, this is definitely the director of the light. And um, of course, um, as I'm, I'm believing in, uh, in a higher power, I, I call this higher power God. Yes. Um, for me, this is always as well, um, I have to say, uh, very close to, to prayer. I, light is the, God's first gift, isn't it, to mankind? Yeah, mm. exactly. It is a gift, and it is a. It's a and this this gift, we can um, to treasure it and to to see something in in this beautiful light. Um, yeah. yeah, it's my my yeah. passion. <laughs> yeah. Does this um inform your use of black and white photography over color? Um, because the light can then feature. Uh, more profoundly. Uh, you see, I, I, uh, yes, I think it is maybe not more profoundly because in colors as well the, the light is so much. Uh, I mean, it's this is our yeah. this uh, yeah the 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 color. I I love the color, but for me somehow what I'm interested in yeah. comes out more in the black and white. Right. Um, Mostly, I, I'm I'm starting uh, to to use color, but very very um, carefully. And the black and white, uh, we can just concentrate on the different grays and the and the and the light and the shadow. Mm. And with the color, such a different element comes in, and it always has to do with something is finished. Mm. With the color, so this is. Uh, with the composition, something is has found an end, or found uh, fullness, or found uh, um, a, a finished composition. And the black and white is, is somehow never finished. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was watching um, very recently your husband Bim Bender's film, uh, the Pina Bausch film. Um, yeah, and I was wondering because you both published the Pina the film and dancers book together, um, which features many of your photographs. I was wondering what relationship did you feel emerging between your photography and the dancers, and uh, what can we learn from your photographs in this series about uh, movement and photography, um, and also what was it like to work on that project? And also, what was sorry? What I was it like to, to work on that project? 
we have. <clears throat> well, the, the, the dance of Pina Bausch are very, very special human beings. Yes. They all, and I've never uh, met uh, so many people in one place that have this transparency that I was looking for. Wow, really? They are all, one by one, they are all amazing human beings. Mm. And they are all giving their life uh, on the stage. And um, I, I was very moved. First of all, uh, I met them somehow through my lens uh, while taking the pictures while my husband was shooting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I ha- there are two different kinds of images in this book which is one is really ref- trying to reflect, even though it's nearly impossible because it's it's a 3D uh, film that he did. But um, I, I, I tried to reflect exactly what he was, what images he, he um, used or he, t- he took. Yes. So this was the moment when they are on the stage and really, um, like I said, giving their life and then they are putting on roles that are themselves uh, because this was the way how Pina Bausch was working. So we can see uh, their dances in this, uh, in these photographs. um, And I tried to find a very characteristic moment of these dances. Mm. These were all very personal dances that my husband asked them to, to dance for Pina and farewell. So all of these dances um, that 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 are in the book uh, have something to do with the uh, with this with this dance that they um, dedicated to Pina Bausch. Yes. And then I went. Uh, I wanted to go directly backstage, but of course, in that time when we were shooting, Pina had just died. Yes. She had just passed away, and behind the stage, I, we were very close, and they let me be behind the stage, but I only saw crying dancers. Oh. It was so incredible. They were all uh, weeping mm. when they left the stage and came behind the curtain, they, because it was all of these dancers that we followed around that that was the first time for them without Pina Bausch. Yes. And uh, so, so then I realized this, I cannot, I, I I cannot take the pictures uh, with just weeping dancers. Mm. It would have been uh, another kind of thing. It would have been maybe beautiful as well, but they didn't, they didn't feel comfortable in this. Uh, to, for me to take the pictures in this kind of more time of mourning. So I said, I am going to wait for a year. Um, and then I went back uh, after about a year. Wim was still editing the movie yeah. or just about to finish editing the movie. And then I uh, I was able to, to join them. And that was um, much more uh appropriate yes and and 
there uh, one can one can see how they are uh, dedicated behind the stage of course as well they are uh, not only waiting before one can see dancers waiting before they enter the stage before they run into it or how they prepare for them for their next um, uh, auftritt uh, for their next um, scene and um, uh, it's just uh, this in incredible um, concentration that that i uh, i was allowed to to capture for uh, a certain time and uh, uh, one can see each dancer with their performance piece and one part backstage piece uh, backstage situation so i tried to find all of them um in front of this on the stage and behind that was that one can see in this book and we tried to make it um uh so that every dancer is um how you say like kind of reflected yeah. well and then and and so, and the dancers, uh, I asked the dancers if they, uh, if they feel seen or if they feel that this is appropriate. So this is a whole collaboration with, with, a, with a theater as well. They are very, very strict, by the way. Um, the theater, they would not, and I think this is, uh, this is very good. Yeah. They don't let go out any photographs that they don't, uh, where they think oh the, this movement doesn't look good right right yeah so so they were very strict with that and uh, i learned so much from this um how important every movement is for them um yeah. and in the in the pictures backstage i tried to to um, have the uh, element of time in as well so in the uh, on the on the stage the pictures are all completely in focus and um so within split seconds uh, or uh, not not but uh, i don't know how to express in english um, but a very short time i i took the picture so it is in focus even though they are moving very fast yes and backstage when they rehearse and when they are by themselves and concentrating i have long exposures that means you can see out of focus situations or when they are um uh when they well, you can see and feel the movement in, in a very different way to me around so many um dedicated uh dancers performers and um, people in the theater being involved in such a collaborative environment does it ever and on film sets too i guess uh or even on photographic projects that involve multiple people you create yeah. these communities and these families um these artistic families um is it ever hard to leave them is it ever hard to leave a project yeah um that's a, a very beautiful question i i have to say i i was like i felt like one of the dancers mm. and i felt completely really like part of the, the part of the team after that kind of time and you because you get so close to everybody yeah. and um and you you feel with everybody who goes on stage and so you are part of this and for me this 
this particular film was very difficult to believe and yeah. I had to make kind of a hard cut otherwise I would have <laughs> liked to travel with them all over the world all the time yeah. or uh, travel to Wuppertal all the time so I, I had to make a kind of a hard cut because um, it was very difficult for me the film sets it's a bit different because the film sets this is um you you know already you have a certain time yeah you are a certain group that is put together with in this kind of um constellation for a certain amount of weeks and everybody knows that yes and so the the relationships are are different than uh, than this group of people or the, these this team of dancers that are together since years. Right. Yeah. And you enter that and you you become uh, part of that. It is a very different thing to have a group that is put together for just six weeks and everybody knows it and everybody enjoys or or not enjoys this time. It depends and it is uh, it is mostly a tough. A tough time because one has to get up very early one works very hard you have nearly no um, capacity for anything outside this film set in that time mm. so let's say you are six weeks on the on the movie set the world around you um, doesn't really exist very much and it's hard to understand for the outsider for the uh, for the people that don't work on a movie set how involving and how hard it is because you're beautiful and and i mean hard in a way that you have to concentrate all the time yes. and um and it's it's a very and that as well of course then um you you have the farewell but somehow you know maybe in a year or two or one and a half years later you will meet some of them again and you say farewell uh, have a good time until then and and you a lot of people you meet again because it's a certain crew that that uh, that the, the director likes to work with so you will see them again yes but not not always of course because you work in different countries so it is a little bit like a gypsy life you um, you have a very special uh, beautiful time together and then it goes on it has um, it has a beauty to it and when you meet these people you are aware of it somehow and yeah it's a very special um, somehow get together and farewell situation yeah, yeah. I suppose at this time of social distancing and a quarantine and isolation, those communities it, and that that live experience, for instance, of theatre, it all you realise the importance of that um, in situations as we are now. Um, do you have your camera with you where you are? Are you going to take yeah. photographs? Mm. Yes, I. You know, I, right now I have to say I have. Um, if you uh, look at, the, at my at my photography, you see in the late in the later work that there's a lot that that I'm trying to find out a lot about time in photography. Right. And um, the the mix of of sharpness and time that makes a photograph somehow fluid. 
and the gesture, the movement of the gesture that you see through the light yeah. in a certain yeah. time, that is, um, has been, I have been working a lot with that and that has come to a, to a point where I started to use moving images as well. So I'm mixing the two now and as we are in the digital time, it is so possible because every um, digital camera has both we can take stills and we can take movies with the same camera. And I have started to make short films with stills in the mix with moving images, like four minute uh, or seven minute or eight minute loops. Uh, that that yeah that. It has it has um, it has to do with the digital time because I wanted to show digi a digital image digitally. That's how it started. Right. Somehow, the digital has something. Um, how can I say? Um, not existing. It's somehow it lacks uh, the and and uh, the, the 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 reality of the right. things. And I wanted to, sh uh, and it has something beautiful to it as well, that that it is somehow not, it is existing, but somehow it is very fragile in its existence, uh, the, the digital image. And so I started to, uh, to prefer to show the images that I take digitally as well in a digital way. That means on screens or projected. Okay, yeah. And then it it evolved into into um, films, and I will put them on uh, on my website, I think, soon because I oh, think right, it's time yeah. to, to that one can see see that uh, I haven't put anything yet on it, uh, but I I will, and um, it is it is somehow uh, the new technology gave me another kind of wide field that uh, that I enjoy a lot oh great great but I it, it took me it took me 10 years except <laughs> <laughs> accept the digital um, I, I was very I was one of the late uh, switchers um, from um, yeah. from film to digital, digital. Yeah. but then it's... now I I've, I found what I love about it and yeah. I really enjoy it. It's definitely important to not just make the switch because everybody else is or because that's just what's happening in photography. It's, I suppose, making your own new personal connection with the new form of make, taking photographs or method of taking photographs is important um, not to do it sort of mindlessly yeah. or following trend, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, it's beautiful that you point that out because I did not w just want to print just go on with this as uh, pretending this digital image is a negative and so the pretending that I, I did not accept became something after I, I had to suffer a little bit you know and then I understood where the, the beauty of this of this new technology is and how to express what I'm really interested in. Yes, yes. Um, 
Well, thank you so much for um, talking with me today, Donata. I find your work um, deeply moving and insightful, and it's wonderful to behold and to get lost in. So thank you so much for giving up the time to talk to me today. I know that it's um, obviously difficult at the moment, and we all want to be with our families as much as possible. So um, yes, I'm very grateful to get to um, hear more about your work and your practice. Thank you so much, Rosa. And I have to say, I, I'm very, very uh, enchanted how you, uh, how your interviews are so insightful and beautiful. You have, you you have really, uh, I don't know. This is very rare. You have a very beautiful way how to to ask people um, qu questions and how to make people who don't know a certain work. Or you have a beautiful way. I I really. Oh, thank you for your work. Thank and, you so uh, much. Especially in a time like this, we all need exactly this kind of work because everybody is listening or watching and we have to support each other like this and you are definitely doing this. Thank you so much. Oh, that's so lovely to hear. Thank you very, very much. Um, yeah, I'm sure uh, people will be very grateful to listen to something other than what's in the news at the moment. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, take care. Um, and yeah, you too, Laura. All the best. All the best. Bye. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Art on a Podcast. To find out more about anything in today's episode, go to artonapostcard.com and be sure to follow us on all our social channels at Art on a Postcard. Goodbye!